and welcome to the Fence End podcast. Um, it's been a little while. Apologies for that. Um, Simon here with Fraser. Hi, Fraser. How are you? Evening. Yeah, all good. All good. Good, good. Um, um, yeah. It's been, well, has it been like a month? Well, over a month. Over, yeah. Yeah, we've kind of... Um, the last one was before Sunderland away um, at the beginning of December. So, um, yeah, um, sort of six or eight games. Um, uh, <laughs> you might be able to hear this. My wife's just got in from work and the dogs are going mad. So <laughs> you can hear barking in the background. It's not sound effects. Um, it's just, you know, it's it's live radio. Yeah, well, uh, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> this is the... Uh... If you can't hear it, you'll wonder what I'm talking about. But yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, this is the media life that we live now. It is. <laughs> you know, it's uh, well. I say, I say we, Simon. You seem to be it's on a, a different podcast every time I speak to you. <laughs> yeah, I. You know, people ask me, and I, I don't have the heart to go. No, I don't want to do it. So um, yeah, no, the sun, yeah, I did the Sunderland preview one with um, uh, Graham from the What the Fault podcast, um, and. Uh, I think when he when we first did it the first season they were down I think he was hoping it would be you know once only and then they'd end up back in the championship but um, <laughs> it's kind of become an annual thing now um, which I'm sure they're not happy about um, hopefully we'll we'll perhaps do I'll do one with him next year in the championship who knows would you say um, in Sunderland you are a bigger Oxford import <laughs> than Charlie Methven or more popular who knows you well know, it wouldn't be I, hard. I no, I think Newcastle's more popular there. <laughs> I'm sure so, somebody, I think after the first one I did with them, somebody said, he sounds like Ross Kemp. And I'm thinking, do I? <laughs> or do, is that all Southerners sound alike kind of? Uh, yeah, yeah, thing? sure. You know, yeah, they all sound like Ant and Deck. But, yeah, uh, yeah. No. <laughs> no. So, um, so well, yeah, so that, that kind of leads us straight into the, uh, the Sunderland game, um, which we both predicted the, the result, but not the score. Um, but one one and a decent uh, decent performance and a decent result really. Yeah, I'm kind of uh, struggling to remember that game because it was that long ago. <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, I know it was a I know it was a one one draw and um, I think Matty Taylor scored. He equalised for us, didn't he? He did. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's it's kind of our textbook result against them, isn't it? Mm. Um, I don't know if it's always one one, but it's usually a draw. It has been for a long, yeah. They, I think we said in the preview to the last one, yeah. The first four or five games against them was one all. Then they won three on the trot, and then we've gone back to the one all again. Yeah, we we decided we can't have that going on. Um, you know, we're not going to win, but you know, we'll uh, no. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get a draw. Definitely. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's, uh, it's maybe a bit far away now to say much about but yeah it still seems like a good result there doesn't it um yeah they're they're they always uh well they're always Sunderland aren't they so yeah yeah they're a tough side to beat um and at the time I think they were I wouldn't say faltering but they'd hit a little bit of poorish form you know um and then after the draw against us I think they went on a run of form and now they're they're level top um obviously Rotherham games in hand but um yeah, a, a a good a good result to follow up a nil nil against Rotherham the week before. So it was kind of draw drawing against the two top sides, not too bad. Um, and then following it up with a two one away at Doncaster, um, uh, with a, a last minute or more or less last minute James Henry uh, winner. Yeah, 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 and it's um it was it was one of those, wasn't it? Once once every kind of three games or so he reminds us uh, how important he is to things and mm. that sort of thing. Yeah, you, know, you feel it when he's when he's out injured. Um 
But uh, yeah, and there was a great. I don't know who shared it. Um, I think it might be someone on our rival slash friends <laughs> podcast um, up north. I think there was a. Well, you know those fans who film themselves. They do like a vlog of the game. Yeah. Uh, there was a. There, it was the best one I've ever seen. It was a Doncaster one, and he's filming himself when James Henry scores that. If you haven't seen it, I'll see if I can find it. But yeah, it's it's pretty special. Um, you, you know, it's that wonderful kind of. I think their fans are singing at the time some some song, and then, you know, it all goes quiet because we've gone in on mm. goal, and then the the goal happens, and you just hear the distant roar. And there's something <laughs> so poetically beautiful about that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. That that noise from an away following filmed from the home end is yeah something else definitely and then uh followed that up with a with another um 2-1 away win um against um mk against you know with with a sort of a bit of a a second half comeback uh you know first half i think we were great at all but second half we 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 really battered them yeah, so following you know following up the Doncaster result two one away, MK Dons two one away, and a and a really good performance. Well, really good second half performance. First half we were we weren't great, um, but second half we could have won by more than the two goals, uh, more than the two one win in the end. Yeah, and um, yeah, it kind of because if you if you only saw the highlights, it kind of looked like we were gifted it a bit from MK errors, but um, mm. yeah, when, when you get the full picture, it was. We seem to just be completely in charge, and in that second half, and and you know that was they're a good side this year, MK Don. So um, mm, that was a, that was yeah. a hell of a result, yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it was one of those I, I missed that game, but I was just I just found myself in insanely jealous, sort of looking at the away fans in the highlights. So mm. I'm sure it was uh, sure it was wild when the winner was, went in. Yeah, no, very 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 much deserved as well. Um, you know it. it We've not always had the best of luck there, um, to, so to get a result away, a promotion rival is yeah is good going, um, and then followed that up with a home game against the promotion rival Wigan. Um, this one went ahead, you know nobody had COVID, um, and and was was quite a game, you know that was we we talked before about um, I think Middlesbrough, you know being that away game or that game that you lose that actually. Is a is a is in the people's sort of top ten games. You know, it was a it was a fantastic game uh, up there, and and this one was the same. You after going two 0 down, sort of um, after half an hour, it looked like oh crikey, they're going to steamroller us. And and Ryan Williams got one back very soon after they'd gone two 0 up. We got it back two one. Matt Taylor gets one in the second half, and then. You know, it's a real end-to-end, almost like a cup tie, end-to-end, and and it, they win it right at the end with with a player who spent most of his career in the Premier League. You know, James McLean is is a is a top player, and it was it was one of those where you the players come off and you think, well, they've absolutely given it everything. We were just beaten by a slightly better team on the day, but if we if we carry on playing like that, we've got no no worries about the rest of the season. Yeah, absolutely, and you know that the opposition thing you know showed in in the 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 score um in in the very next home game where um i think we we kind of battered afc Wimbledon, didn't we? i know it was only 3-0 yes. but yeah. it, it really could have been more than that mm. um and 
yeah, it just it just kind of shows really that it, it was. But I don't know. Like, it was a bit arrogant of myself because um, listening to that game, I, I, I we won, and I just thought, yep, that's that's what I expected. <laughs> Which you feel a bit, you feel a bit like you shouldn't think like that, but. Um, it's nice to to see a game like that where you're not biting your fingernails at the end. It that where where we played well and we put the ball in the net is so often that we play well and we don't get ahead. And we might get one goal and you keep thinking, We need a second here, we need a second. And we got that second, and then we got that third, and it just was relatively comfortable. Um we played some nice football. Uh, it was it was as good as, as I've seen us play for a long time against limited opposition. But, you know, Wimbledon will always give you a game. You know, they're, they're not dreadful and they'll always, you know, get stuck in. But we we looked great that night. It was really, yeah, played some good front foot football and, and um, yeah, really looked looked up for it. Um, Cheltenham, was it New Year's Day? Yeah, yeah Cheltenham won one. Um, and, yeah, sort of. We came unstuck a little bit. It was, you know, a Mark Sykes equaliser again in in the last sort of ten minutes. So, which is is a positive, you know. It, it, again, it could be argued that these are points we're picking up, whereas in the past we might not have done. We'd have come away from that having lost one nil and bemoaning our luck and oh, it's you know oh, we're not good enough. We need to be getting some something out of these games. And in the end, we did get something out of the game. It, it's it could be a point at the end of the season that really is quite important. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's um, I know it felt disappointing, didn't it, um, when we came away with that result. But you know, when you look mm. at the, the the December we had, and and um, you know, everything that had had kind of gone on, and I don't think it was that bad. Um, you know, you're going to have these games, um, where it 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 doesn't kind of fully go for you. Um, a better example of that, I guess, is the is the very next one uh, <laughs> yeah. against uh, our old our old boss. Yeah. Um, which uh, yeah wasn't wasn't really great, was it? No, no. And um, but I, it's a it's a, one of those games perhaps that on the day we didn't play well enough. You know, um, I, I, you often have games where one or two players are, are off and you lose. But like, there weren't that many. Other McNally played okay, and one or two others had. You know, it, it was all six and six and seven out of ten, if that rather than seven and eight and nine out of tens. It was just a below par performance from everybody against the side that that I think their their league position is a little bit false in that they've been playing quite well. And of course then midweek after beating us 2-0, they go up to Sunderland and win 3-1 with 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 our um our friend um Chris Maguire getting a hat trick and winding up their manager and getting him sent off and it was all all fun and games um i think that's only he only scored one goal up until the uh the game um against them and he just you know he's going to do it it's a weird thing about him isn't it he just seems to have this ability when he's playing either a former club or um a, a, a derby you know yeah. the club that he's currently at it's this strange mm. he just he just seems to become a different well no he's he's always pretty good but yeah. he just seems to get this extra kind of ability um mm. when when he's in a game like that um because like you say to score one all season then to score three in one game and it's against the club you played for last season was it yeah. the season before <laughs> however long ago he was there yeah um, yeah, and, and seeing him run up to that manager was pretty funny. 
after kind of going, holding his hands up as if saying, no, I'm not going to celebrate because I used to be here. And then it was almost like, I need to do something. And he kind of, it was like, oh, well, there's the manager who let me go. I'm going to go and get in his face. I, I, I loved it as well because I think I said this before on this podcast. I hate the whole don't celebrate against your former club thing. Shut mm. up. And look, yeah. I know it would annoy me if an Oxford player, a former Oxford player did it to us. But I think fans get far too precious about that kind of thing. It's mm. it's a goal being scored for the team they currently play for. It's gonna. Yeah. I, I just I think fans get so far like far too worked up about that yeah. kind of thing. Um, or it's a lack of respect. Oh God, turn yeah. it off. What are you on about? Yeah. You know, yeah. no, it's not no, a lack absolutely. of respect, isn't it? Um, I mean, this isn't turning into a Sunderland podcast loving, but Graham, uh, the, the, uh, the, the Sunderland one that I go on, messaged me afterwards and he said, that's why we love him. Or that's why we loved him. You know, he said, I can't be angry. I just got I laughed at it. He said, we were awful and our manager shouldn't get involved. But that I, I just love the bloke like we do. He said, it's just you've just got to laugh. It's brilliant. And that's why we love football, isn't it? He, well, he clearly he seems to have this influence everywhere. He goes. Maybe the exception is Berry, um, mm, yeah. which I think is the club he went to after us. Um, yeah. But he, yeah, he seems to just yeah have this. Uh, and yeah, I don't, I don't I don't hide it or or um, uh, deny it at all. Yeah, I'm I still think he's just absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I yeah. just I can't I can't help it. He is. And clearly still good enough for this level. You know, he had a decent game against us at Lincoln, you know, when we were away at Lincoln. Um, and yeah, he's, he'd be, he is that, that sort of player that we kind of miss, you know, with Jamie Mackey gone. Um, I know Matt Taylor kind of does it a little bit, but not to the level that he does it. Yeah. Um, and it seems really weird to think that we had him six years ago in League Two. It, it kind of feels like... Yeah. I mean, I know we've we probably, yeah. we probably talked about this a lot, but if you look at the squad we had in the second half of that Whoa. season, it's ridiculous yeah. that yeah. that was absolutely <laughs> two squad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's probably a podcast for another time. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, yeah, no, that was that was uh, that was some team. Yeah. Um, so that kind of brings us up to date with uh, with the men's team and the games that they played. We'll, we'll review, or sorry, or we'll preview. Uh, the game's coming up for the men, but we'll we'll quickly touch on the um, on the women's. Uh, back in December, they're, they're not many games in December, but um, they play Billericay in the um, the National League League Cup, which is a bit like the EFL Trophy. I think the, the the sort of FA Cup League Cup and the cups that the women play is slightly differently structured to how you know to the men's. It's not a, a direct sort of mirror image of, of League Cup and FA Cup. But they're through to the quarterfinal after beating Billericay 2-0, which Fraser, you predicted absolutely spot on with a 2-0 prediction in the last pod. So fantastic stuff. And uh, and then followed that up with two league wins um against Kane Schumann, Ipswich, beating Ipswich 3-1. And Ipswich, I think at that point had a hundred percent record or something it was you know they they'd um yeah i think they hadn't or they've maybe just dropped a single point so for oxford to to turn them over three one like that was was some going um so they that you know they're, they're going well and obviously doing that in the league and I, I mean it was a manager of the month award for liam gilbert the manager there uh that perhaps goes back to a little bit before then in in a way um I think it was the December manager of the month he got and um 
it perhaps goes it's one of those where you get awarded for a run of results rather than just that month and and he's doing really well there i know he, he gets involved with the men's team as well as a kind of a bit of an anal, anal, analysis or something like that um involved on the on the bench and the warm-ups and stuff so it 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 shows that whole club mentality that we've got you know carl robinson gets down to the women's games you know people are involved left right and center across the whole club um and they're going great guns yeah yeah absolutely and um yeah it's it was uh it was just amazing to see oxford united manager um of the month uh, yeah <laughs> Um, when was that last written? Was it Ramon Diaz or something? I I was just about to say, I think it still might be. I know Carl's been sort of nominated a couple of times and I'm sure whenever they've mentioned him being nominated, it's always, yeah, last time we had a manager was Ramon Diaz back in in the... uh, Crikey, early two thousands. Um, I mean, yeah, uh, must, must be fifteen years uh, ago at least. Well, I think. I think uh, Chris Williams tweeted something. It was. I think the league was sponsored by Coca Cola. They got like a golden Coca Cola bottle. So I think well, he. I think he yeah. had it. And right. I think it was Ramon Diaz. And um, but when you think about that, um, I know we've not you know smashed it and set the world alight. But in that time, we've had. Um, Okay, there was the drop to the conference, but there was the first mm. season where the first half of the first season, Jim Smith was smashing it. Yeah. Um, there was uh, Darren Patterson ended a season really well, like the last mm. three months he was smashing it. There was Chris Wilder's start. Yeah. The yeah. the the you know uh, there was the season he took us up. Mm. Um, there was that season that he had where we did really well at the start and we were in the yeah. playoffs for a bit. Um, there was the season under Appleton, the 15-16. How was he not manager of the month in any of those months? Yeah. It's mad. Playing the best football in League 2. Best football yeah. team in League 2. And, yeah, 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 and now league. everything, uh, every like the entire time Carl's been here, he's never yeah. been... I, look, I know... We've we've gone on run, we must have gone on runs where he's won every game and we've perhaps won five or six in a month and somebody else has won seven. And it's just because of that or... Yeah, no, you're right. Look, I know it doesn't matter. I know who really cares. We're not here for that. If we could win every game for the next 10 years and never get manager of the month, who would really care? But yeah. it is weird, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, I, but we'll have to, uh, hopefully, we'll perhaps he'll win. Well, I don't think he's got much chance of winning in January because we've lost one and drawn one already in January. Maybe it'll have to be February or something like that where, where he gets it. But you're right. It does seem odd that it's gone that long since we've won one. So definitely congratulations to uh, to Liam, one of the Liams. I uh, I know he didn't he have a picture taken with uh, one of Liam one and two from the from the podcast and um, Liam Kelly. And I think Liam Kelly didn't he think they were taking the Mickey? Well, I think, like, I, I like, think we're all Liams. <laughs> yeah, I think the universe imploded when that happened. Yeah. There were too many in one location. <laughs> too many Liams. Yeah, far too many. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, so that's yes, that's that's absolutely great news. It is, and and now um, through January, um, they're back in action on Sunday the sixteenth um, against Cardiff, home at uh, Court Place Farm, and then the next two Sundays again, home games against Chichester and, and Pompey um, in the league. So uh, three home games on the trot, and then a big one against Ipswich away beginning of February. So. 
yeah good good times um good times that sounded a bit odd but that's uh yeah <laughs> they, they're going well um getting some great results and and yeah fingers crossed for for the rest of the season and and i'll, I'll definitely try and get down for for one or two of those games between now and the end of the season definitely um, I think our didn't our podcast flag make its debut at one of their games? It did, yes, yeah, definitely, um, yeah. We and like I say, through to the quarterfinals of the um, of the of the of the cup, um, where they'll play either Southampton or Crawley in the quarterfinals. So, oh, okay. Um, yeah, going well. Um, I'm not sure whether that's that'll be a home or away game. Uh, we'll have to see, but um, yeah, doing well. Um, playing some good stuff hopefully that will continue for the for the rest of the season absolutely, absolutely. Um, hi Kath. hi Kath, yeah um and hi tim uh, oh hi we'll tim start as well so yeah. we'll do that again tim, um, is in tim's contract does he have the right to the first high because we didn't do the first he didn't oh, get, yeah. yeah i don't know what his uh his terms are <laughs> yeah yeah you'll have to just put up with it yeah yeah it's um he'll get what he's given that's rude <laughs> sorry tim <laughs> i didn't mean it quite like that but um yeah, yeah. um so i i get before we we get on to upcoming games a little bit more sort of housekeeping as it were um the wigan away game that we uh that didn't happen um good to see the club refunded or or gave a 20 pound credit to the lead ticket booker so if you book one ticket you'll get a 20 pound discount if you unfortunately if i think if you booked for several people you only get the 20 quid but that's that's i think a, a really kind of um positive thing from the club to do you know it, they could have just gone well you'll get and as well as that credit you also can keep the ticket or get a refund on the ticket for the rearranged game so it's a you know i think they they realized how far most fans have got on that day and it, it's you know it's a it's a little way of saying okay here's here's something back yeah no of course it is and um yeah there's, there's i guess there's not much else i think you've you've said it all really there's that that's um they 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 did a good thing and uh and uh, yeah I think that's 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 good of them to do that mm. um and yeah I think the the Pompey game's got a new date hasn't it uh the Boxing Day fixture I think is it March the first I think you're right yes yeah, yeah. that does sound right to me um so um yeah that will um that'll be good I, I we've got a couple of other games to re the um the Wigan game to rearrange um as well I think haven't we or is that the first of February? That's right. Yeah, first of February, that Wigan game yeah. away. Um, so that's that's that one. Um, with with the club doing nice things for us, they've also done a, quite a, another nice thing potentially, um, and said, "Do you fancy a new stadium?" <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think everyone I, went. That'd be nice. Yeah, I, I am amazed. This podcast is twenty four minutes old, and this is the <laughs> first time we've mentioned it. Um, but uh, you know, I, 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 it's early days, isn't it? But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting times. Um, mm. Look, I, and I know we've, we've got to be careful, and we've got to um, uh, see what the outcome of a, a county council meeting is. Is it Tuesday night? I believe um, so. Yes. Yeah. yeah Tuesday afternoon, but yeah, Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know if the, if a final decision is being made. Not fi- but as in the county council's part of it. I don't know if it's all happening that night or 
if they're going to rec. I don't know, but um... I think I might be wrong. I think what's what will happen is at that point. I think we've approached them as sort of reading what's what's been made public now um, with with a kind of a, a document that the club have sent and, and, and the Oxfordshire County Council have, have released is effectively we've gone to them and said, here, you've got a plot of land here at Stratfield Break. Um, we would like to build a, a, um, a stadium on it. So would you transfer to us for, I think, a 250 year lease? And we will build a stadium and other elements, you know, sort of hospitality and, and food and drink and hotel and other sports facilities and that kind of thing on that plot of land. And here's some very outlined, sketchy plans of what it might look like. And I think what happens on Tuesday is the County Council discuss whether they are in favour of saying, yep, yeah, OK, we will. We will. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. We'll 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 give you the plot of land on a lease and you can build a stadium but of course it's all got to go through planning but i think it's that kind of initial yes we're we're kind of broadly in favor of it so yes we will give you or, or sell you the land or whatever the, the terminology is but it's got to go through planning so it's until we get to a point where the where the county council say yeah that land is available for you there's no point in going any further with planning and, and detail so i suppose once we get past that point, then we can look at plans and more detail. So, but it's like you say, it's going to be a hell of a long, well, hopefully not too long, but it, it's it's certainly not going to be um, turned around hugely quickly. And and, and it, but it's it's that first step on a long journey. And fingers crossed, they they say they say yes. Uh, uh, yeah, and I think I think that's an important thing to stress is that. Um, and look, I, I, look, I'm not I'm not in the know at all, but I you can just just from from looking at the situation there's going to be a long way to go um and we we've probably you know got to be at one with the fact there is going to be opposition to it um yeah. it's it's going to be pretty much on the oxford green belt um so there is going to be um there are there will be arguments put forward by by various kind of pressure groups or whatever to to not do it um so we we can't look at it but anyway, near home and dry yet. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's um, it, it's it's definitely exciting times, and and it was to see that stuff come out because I think that that plot or around Water Eaton has been talked about for a long time. Um, yeah. But to see the club actually confirm um, that this is this is what they want to do, and and you could see that. Um, it it was the the kind of media release of it had kind of been planned because they they'd filmed a few interviews with, with mm. um uh Sam Long and and uh Carl and and Neil McWilliams mm. um and yeah you could see that it's um it's something they're very keen to get done and I mean you know it's you know and I'm sure we've all got hundreds of questions who's funding it who's going to own it um what's the what's the kind of as well as the football entity what what are the plans for it? But it's weird because you you want to ask all these things and you want to get excited about it, but then you've got to keep one eye on that it's uh it it's gonna come down to kind of local authorities and and uh, yeah, getting the permission to do it. But you know, mm. if we can get that, then yeah, we could do entire podcasts on what we want and <laughs> what colour the seats are it, and but yeah, it, it we're, must we're... be. And I know I've just said let's not get ahead of ourselves, but just just to <laughs> hypothetically kind of speculate if um. 
it, it must be a record of purpose-built stadiums. Uh, I mean, the time between mm. thereof. Yeah. So, I mean, because the Kassam was... Did they break ground in 97 and then they stopped for a bit? Yeah. Was it around 97? It was a hell of a long tea break, wasn't it? They got, they got started. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kettles on. I'm clocking off in a minute. And then so... didn't go back for a yeah. while. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if... Um... If they got the permission next May, that's I think that was one of the deadlines, was to submit planning permission to, to Cherwell District Council by May 2023. Say they right. broke ground in August, that's 16 years, uh, sorry, mm. 26 years yeah. between breaking ground on each site. Um, mm. That that must be a record for yeah. for purpose-built yeah. football stadium for, for, for one football club. I can't, yeah. I can't, and it's, you know, if we can get this approved, it's a hell of an opportunity to, because we all know what we think of the Kassam, um, you know, I, I, I've a few times actually uh, kind of defended the reputation of the stadium on here, not in terms of, not, I don't, th- I don't, I know it's not a good stadium, but, you know, it's very easy to slag it off, and it's, for a lot of fans, it's their only knowledge of, of our club, myself included, um, but it's, it's, um, we all know what the issues are with it and and to be able to to get another chance at that just 26 years later i mean that's crazy mm. you you'd expect yeah. especially a stadium built in the 90s that you're going to be there for at least 100 years mm. um, yeah. but but you know i mean it's um yeah it's it's a hell of an opportunity if we can get this get this through um mm. you're right and it, it's talking about sort of atmosphere and, and feeling like home and that kind of thing. I, I, I read something on social media today where I think somebody had responded to, well, haven't, you know, aren't you going to finish your other stadium? And, oh, well, you know, this, that and the other. And oh. and somebody, I don't think it, was, it wasn't an Oxford fan, but was kind of saying about how Oxford fans should be given some credit for even making any kind of atmosphere in the Kassam because it's just not designed to keep noise in. It's, you know, we all know about the open end, but there's open corners as well. And it, it and a massive high roof on the, on the East stand where the, where the singers mainly congregate and to be able to make any kind of atmosphere in there shows, shows us in a good light. And you kind of hope that if, if the, Again, not getting ahead of ourselves, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Doesn't matter. Um, we can, we're excited. If if it's built in a way and designed in a way to amplify noise and you know not falsely, but you know the architectural design and the structure of the building and the roof and all of that sort of stuff, it might just show quite how loud we are as a fan base and how vociferous we can be with with a ground that's that's on our side you know to be able to make a bit of noise and really generate an atmosphere because it was one of the things that the london road used to do was was a hell of a noise and it was only a small ground and we were a you know a a smallish club but when we got into the top division you know we had a great sort of some great nights at the at, at the manor um and we made a hell of a lot of noise and it could be again with 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 the wind in the right direction and and a stadium designed properly rather than just sort of okay well that'll do you know if it's done in a way that is you know all about fan engagement and that kind of thing which is what's been said 
it it could be fantastic and you just touch wood that that those sort of things are taken into account i think they will be it, i think in the corner of the the little plan that was made public is the beginning of a logo for a company called populous who have done a lot of stadiums around the world they you know massive stadiums as well they've done spurs they were involved with that i think the emirates so uh, looking at some of the plans of, oh, sorry some of the designs of stadiums they have done they're not kind of just a oh well here's a template and we just adjust it a little bit they all look architecturally designed right what do you want where does it want to go all of that sort of stuff and and obviously there's that connection as well through um eric for here with dc united and that's not a massive state that's i think it's a 20 just around about a 20 something thousand seat stadium and you look at that i know i appreciate it both ends are open because of of you know the weather that they get out, out there when they're playing so it's not it doesn't need to be covered but but i think there's a, a real chance that we could have something you know that's that's us that's unique that's not i've seen people mention doncaster and it's kind of like well, doncaster is a bit dull it's just a bowl with all the seats at the same height all the way around and that's about it but you know somewhere like rotherham that's a bit more interesting and I, I just hope that we do something that's not just a simple bowl and the seats are you know at the same level all the way around I'd be nice to when you look at Spurs that massive single tier stand behind the goal is something special you know for, for a modern stadium to have that you kind of hope they do something you know, yeah spectacular and, uh, for us as well on a smaller level i'm yeah. not expecting a you know a sixty thousand seat stadium and i mean you know you look at because you look at other kind of modern things like stadium mk um mm. which um you know it's it's i think it's thirty two thousand if i remember yeah. right um which is just insane um mm. for 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 that club i mean they the home attendance is usually seven thousand or six thousand or something, um, and it's it's just far too big for for the club that they are, um, and and so it, it, yeah, they kind of got you know I know they're a four side, but they kind of got a bit of Kassam syndrome about it, where it a lot of it is not designed. It's kind of um, very Americany and mm. very kind of here's a bowl with seats in go you know and. Mm. Um, it, it's, I think what we've got here, as you're saying, is is a real a real kind of opportunity to one that we probably thought we wouldn't get. And I think with our current stadium, um, when the club was financially, you know, on its knees, I think we were quite rightly willing to usher through whatever yeah was going to get built because because we needed it. Yeah. Um, it was also planned at a time. The, the plans for the Kassam were at a time after Hillsborough, where one of the regulations was there needs to be enough space for ambulance access around the pitch. Right. Um, which no longer applies. You know those the sort of regulations and the planning for for stadiums has changed. So we are you know the Kassam you're a long way back from the pitch and but that's that's kind of because of how it was when when the plans were drawn up so it, those that those kind of things have changed we can hopefully be closer to the pitch and, and that yeah. helps generate atmosphere and um you know talking of 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 the Kassam or Firoz Kassam uh, I, I was trying to make this point on 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 Twitter the other day um but I think fans should should be aware that anything that happens here 
he's still going to be a key part of not not forever, but he's going to be part of the move. Um, yeah. Because I, I'd imagine what's going to happen is when the club submit their proposal and the council review it, the council will look at it and say, if if they're going to put it through, they'll say, okay, we're willing to green light this, but you, Oxford United, cannot be occupying uh, two places in the county. Uh, yeah. And I know that, you know, the response that would be, well, no, because we're going to leave one and, and go to another. But... Sam knows that he's holding a lot of cards here and that um, the council will say, okay, but that site you're leaving needs to become housing. Um, Now I know that falls to Sam, that's his land, but you should be aware that he doesn't need to sell anything. Um, He doesn't need the money. And if you think that Sam is all about being in charge of the situation, nothing would put him more in charge of the situation than potentially stopping us having any sort of move. You know, if, if the council say, well, that land needs to be housing before we green light you having more land, um, you know, it puts him in the driving seat. Yeah. Um, and I'm not yeah. I'm not making any comments about I'm not saying that he's going to be difficult about it, but he's still involved in this. And, you know, I know I know that the the thing online is to just get stuck into him and all that kind of rhetoric and that sort of thing. Um, but I don't I don't know how helpful it is in in the current situation. You know, he could he could be an ally to us here. Mm, um, yeah. And um, I think it's uh, yeah, we'll we'll all have to see what happens, I guess. But yeah, I, I, I can't I can't imagine it's going to be quite as simple as the council saying, yeah, build. When do you want to start? Yeah, you know, there'll no, be yeah. there'll be stipulations and things that need to be met and they may yeah. require that Oxford United and, and Firoz Kazam come to an agreement about the current stadium site. Mm. Um, I don't know, but I, I would, I would, I would very much not be surprised if that's a, a stipulation. Yeah. I, um, you, I think you're absolutely spot on there. There's going to be setbacks uh, and we're getting ahead of ourselves because they've not even had the council cabinet meeting. So that's going to take, you know, that's going to be the first thing there will be so many, sort of bench um signposts or or time time things through the through the whole process where you know there'll be important dates right on you know we've the first one is next tuesday the next one will be okay once that's once that's agreed you now need to do outline planning or what i don't know the whole process is you know as you can as you can tell i'm I'm blustering but there will be points along the line where we might submit something and it gets knocked back, but it gets knocked back and, and then we, we rethink it and it goes forward again and we might get it through. And it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be that for a number of years before, you know, before we're there wondering what the beers are going to be and where, where you know, where we're going to sit. Um, I think one of the most important things is, um, you know, will it have a fence end? That's the... Absolutely. I you think know, we're all wondering about that. Yeah, because I mean, what are we going to do if it doesn't? You know, we can't just maybe we, maybe Kassam would let us take one of the fence panels with us. <laughs> it, it, well, <laughs> although you I fear, wonder. I fear Fantastic Mr. Ox may burn it. <laughs> yeah, there are. I don't know. There are. I don't know if it's from the from from Roker Park, but at the Stadium of Light in the away and the away end. At the far end from where the away fans sit, in the home end, are a few panels um, from Roker Park. And, uh, for those that are into their stadium architecture, 
Archibald Leach designed lots and lots of classic um, stadiums. Um, I think Hillsborough was one of his, Goodison Park, and that kind of um, X and, and sort of diagonal grid shape is is kind of synonymous with his work. And there are a few panels in the home end at the Stadium of Light that were taken from Roker Park. And you want it might be nice just just have a single <laughs> fence panel somewhere in the ground as a little, a little nod. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe and, and maybe we, you know, we we talk about only having three stands at the moment. Maybe the new stadium will have again sort of seven or eight stands as a nod to the manor grounds, you know, and the and the the multitude of stands that we had there. Yeah, and and I mean, look, you know, it's it's um, we we I said this uh, a couple of minutes ago, and I've talked about it on other podcasts before, um, but yeah, it it bizarrely it does hold loads of good memories for me, the Kassam. Mm. Um, I know it's a crap stadium. I know that we hate, we don't like that his name is on it, and it's synonymous with leaving a, a, a ground that basically was the club. Um, but um, you know, I, I I make no apologies for cherishing a lot of memories I have in that stadium, um, be yeah. it the Wickham promotion game, um, the Rushton Diamond semi final, the victories against that lot, um, the. This was some great Tuesday night games in there. The cup game against West Ham, the cup game against Man City. There's 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 plenty of games in there mm. that will live forever in my memory. And yeah. and all the memories you make at football, like times with family, times with friends, you know, great moments, great days, and and um, yeah, I, I I make no apologies for that. And I, yeah. I I I perfectly accept what the what that stadium is. It's not very good, um, but but yeah, it's. To a lot of fans, myself included, it's 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 all we know of Oxford United, and yeah, um, yeah I, I won't I won't be sad to go because if we're trading up to a what's obviously a better ground, then that'd be great. But it, I, I will, yeah, I'll be leaving a place that I'm, yeah, I'll be honest, it it it, it holds a lot of good memories for me, mm. and some bad and, ones. Yeah, <laughs> and and we've not left yet, and hopefully there'll be some more fantastic memories to make there, and and. And talking about atmosphere and and colour and and trying to generate some kind of noise in there leads us quite neatly on to the next home game. We'll talk briefly. We'll talk about Wickham in a minute. But but the next home game, Sheffield Wednesday on the 22nd, a home game, um, a week Saturday. Um, I I think the club are are looking to promote this as a big one. I mean, Sheffield Wednesday, we haven't played Sheffield Wednesday at home for for ages. I'm not not even sure if we played them at the Kassam. So... And they've they've sold out. We're looking to do quite similar. Um, we're certainly looking at a ten thousand plus crowd because they've all the club have already mentioned the additional COVID um, sort of regulations because it will be a ten thousand plus crowd. Um, and I know you know that there are there are fans trying to make a bit of noise and, and bring back some of the, the the sort of the wavy flags. You know the you know the ones on poles trying to make a bit of colour. I think they, if if enough people get tickets and there's a, you know maybe a sold out East Stand they'll do a display. So it it's there's a lot of positivity around and fans trying to do something while we're still at the Kassam to make a, a big atmosphere. And you like you just said you know there are there are fans who who only know the Kassam. Um, and if we can you know have a a bit of fun before we leave if we leave. Um, and and do something special this season or next season or whenever it might be, um, but there's there's yeah there's a, there's a lot of 
lot of fans trying to do stuff and 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 bring some colour um, and bring some noise and and that hopefully will will happen against Sheffield Wednesday in in the next uh, next home game. Well, I mean, if you, if you think about it, um, if you're I don't know, 26, 27 or under, you have no memory of the Manor Ground. Mm. Um, and, and that's that's not a tiny portion of fans. Um, no, I, I'm not under 26 or 27. Are you? That. No, I know. <laughs> I know you find that hard to believe. I know, well, I do. Looking I'm at sure. me. <laughs> that was, was my jaw hitting the floor. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, and, and yeah, for that Wednesday game, that will be, um, that's yeah, that should be a really exciting game, that. And um, I know is it the Oxford Fanatics... Uh, group uh, uh, looking to, I think that is they're looking to do a display if the East Stand sells out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think for any any kind of these displays, it needs to be pretty much sold out. Otherwise, yeah. they don't kind of work. It you know it, it yeah. loses the impact. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Sell that out. Absolutely. Yeah. Get along to that, and that should be a yeah a great game. We we should give mm. them a game really. Um, absolutely. Well, we gave them a game up at their place. Yeah. Um, you know they've not been. They've not been going great guns, you know. They're they're, they're below us in the table, um, so yeah, we've got every why not every chance of going there of going there of, of them coming to us and, and us getting a result. Yeah, and we've got a certain car park club on Saturday. We have they've sold out their car park. Fair play to them. I mean that that's some going, isn't it? You know. Um, but you know, I, I said this as well uh, on online, but the um, it kind of annoys me when when they do some rubbish like that. And then the and loads of people do this. This is such a this is such a it really this really annoys me. They they say something embarrassing, and then all their fans pile in with fishing her bite bite and all yeah. that sort of thing. And no 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 no, you can't just do something embarrassing and then claim you're on the wind up. You know that's mm. that's not that's not a that's not just a get out clause. You just got to take the embarrassment. I'm afraid we can't yeah. we can't put three stands on our stadium and then say, fishing, huh? <laughs> no, <laughs> We've got to take no. that that's just a bit annoying. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's um, uh, yeah, that game, that's, that's, that should be a cracker. Um, it's yeah. all you ever hear about Wickham from other fans. And we, we, you know, we, need them, we don't need them to tell us this, but uh, is the way they're playing, which is, mm. sounds like very Wickham. Yeah. Um, but, they're in a great position in the table, aren't they? So it's yeah, yeah. You, I think the third. You have to accept. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, third, and and only a point behind Sunderland, a point behind Rotherham. Uh, I know Rotherham have got games in hand, but but they are very very good at what they do. Um, you know, whether you like it or not, football is. You, at the end of the season, you don't get sort of points for for artistic merit. You just get points for winning games. And if they've got a way of winning games, and you know, we all like to win. You know, and as fans, if if they were playing the way they were and bottom of the table, I'm sure their fans would not be happy. You know, they they're not going to go there and go, oh, we, well, at least we're enjoying the football. No, it, you you do go to be entertained, but equally, you want to get a. a a result and it's that, that kind of it's that little club mentality it's you know it's the backs to the wall and the you know the the rest of the world against us and they do it quite well you know there's, there's a, I have I have to have a, a, a little bit of grudging respect for what they do without necessarily liking the way they do it you know it's kind of like okay if you want to be the the the, the little club and and fighting against the world fair play to you you know we're, 
but but if you keep a small club a backs against the wall mentality do you then risk risk you know you can't go beyond that you know you'll always if you think in little ways you're never going to become bigger um but but then perhaps they look at it and go well you know we're in an area where it's you know a lot of fans will go to london clubs and watch football you know so that they, they perhaps go okay well this is what we're this is what we are it's what we're going to be and and this is how we'll do it yeah and also it really uh it really annoys me because uh, i've spoken to a couple of people who have met gareth ainsworth personally and apparently he's a frightfully nice bloke and right. it really bugs me because <laughs> <laughs> i've heard the same about trevor kettle as well and i can't accept right. that <laughs> yeah but um so, yeah no and you're right what you're saying they 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 know what their game plan is and they always do execute it quite well mm-hmm. um but i feel like i've given them enough praise now so yeah i'll also yeah. say that i would despise watching that every week yeah yeah <laughs> um, absolutely absolutely yeah. you know yeah yeah you win you you know well done you got promotion and and, and they were there you know the 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 littlest club in the championship ever um but they didn't stay there and it's kind of like well you know maybe if you go up you need to find a way to stay up um and they they didn't manage that but hey ho you know i think we're perhaps going to have to go there with a different mentality to how we normally go with with the the suspension of of herbie kane brannigan's injury we're not sure yet i think i read today He's having another scan. It, it looked like, well, it was a hamstring injury. Um, you know, it, it 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 didn't look like one of those where I didn't see him pull up with it. It was after they scored, he went over to the touchline and it, it looked like he was just sort of holding his hamstring as if to say, I'm feeling it. It's not quite right. So it might be that it's only one game, but, but to go somewhere like that without Kane and Brannigan is going to be uh, tough. I, whether... Whether we get somebody in, this will take us on a little bit to to um, to transfer news. Um, obviously, Brannigan's been linked with Blackpool quite heavily, and I think today Huddersfield have been linked with Sykes. So, you you certainly don't want Sykes going before the weekend. But but you know the midfield are going to have quite a quite a battle. You know, what, whoever plays, it's going to be a battle. Whether we do something different and go with three centre halves and and have Sam Long and Seddon as slightly more advanced wing backs um i don't know I, you you hope carl's got a a plan we, um, we we weirdly do have a chance to play wickham at their own game because we're the ones with the backs to the wall yeah <laughs> this saturday we will be if we've got if you know if brannigan is out and and you know sykes's head is turned i don't know mm. um but so there's an opportunity there to um for someone to be an unlikely hero yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's going to be a tough game. It's always a, it is always pretty tough up there. Um, um, it's it's always a pretty uh, fiery atmosphere. Um, but yeah, I don't know. And then they, you know, it's I saw this video of Akin Fenwa jumping on top of uh, all the other players, and mm. uh, yeah, it, it, it shocked me because he was centre of attention, and that doesn't usually happen. <laughs> um, no. Yeah, but yeah, it was it was. Um, I don't know. In terms of a score prediction, uh, God, I don't know. I can't. I'm not. I can't predict a loss or a draw. It would just annoy me. I'm mm. going to predict a three-one win. Well, that's that's going for. Yeah, I, I. You. We played them, didn't we? The season they got promotion. 
yeah. um, at our place, and we did a number on them. You know, yes, the, I think we got the, him sent the, off. The, the man you mentioned, yeah, got himself sent off. Um, yeah. Mussinio was involved and it, there. And it, um, it, it's long enough ago that I can say now it was an absolute stitch-up job. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I say I can say now like I was involved <laughs> in it. But, you know. yeah, you're, not, you're not revealing state secrets there, Fraser. <laughs> no, yeah, if you think you've never seen me and John Mussinio in the same room, um, <laughs> there's no conspiracy there. Um, no. But... Yeah, no, it was it was an absolute. I mean, they just did him really, didn't they? But yeah, um, and and you kind of hope that that Carl will will have something planned. I I read uh, briefly an article where he he admitted he kind of got it wrong at Lincoln, and he was talking about um, how he is on the touchline, and he felt in hindsight he should have been more animated on the touchline in the first half. He he said, fun. He said you might. It was kind of a. You might not believe this, but it it's what I do on the touchline. It's kind of planned. It's not off the cuff, you know. And and it's like, okay, fair. We just thought you <laughs> you were animated all the time, you know. But it, it there's there's some kind of logic behind it, and um, it's a like yeah, maybe maybe you know he's got something planned. And like you say, we, we kind of we take the 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 underdog tag. Um, you know, you hate to say that when you're going to someone like Wickham. But going back to Chris Wilder not winning Manager of the Month, you know, when De Canio came with Swindon and and Wilder just let him talk that whole week, you know, De Canio was all over the media and Wilder just let him talk and let him talk. And if, if my memory serves me right, Chris Wilder was very much a, a tracksuit manager. You know, he'd be on the touchline in a pair of shorts or a tracky bottoms and he turned up in that one in a suit and tie. And it was it was almost like, it was kind of like well well played you you did absolutely the right thing through through that week in the build up and you got it spot on in that match you let De Canio become the center of everything and and it it played out perfectly and you kind of think well maybe Carl's got something similar like not not that it's it's not a, it's not a derby is it it's a rivalry because they're close by but it's not obviously clearly not at the same level that swindon's at i think we when we're looking next looking for a special podcast to do we should just do a whole podcast on literally that that game you just talked about because absolutely that that game right it really annoys me because i think that was in march 2012 right mm. so it was it was kind of just before the era when loads of phone videos started appearing from football games. Yeah. And I know, I've said what my opinion on this is before. I know people are filming during the game. I don't understand doing that, but I absolutely love watching <laughs> it back. And yeah. there would be so many good clips from that game. Mm, and it yeah. just annoys me that, because it, it, the everything about that game, the run of form before it, they had won like 10 in a row. We mm. were really like scraping around in mid table or something. Yeah. Uh, we had a load of we had a load of players out. Bino got sent off 15 minutes in, and it was yeah. like this is just going to be a disaster. And then we turned yeah. up with a two 0 win, and it was ridiculous. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah, like you say, it was it was the I just remember singing "We've Only Got Ten Men," and it was yeah. <laughs> everything about that game was so good, and it does not get talked about enough. No, there's uh, a fantastic photograph as well, isn't there, of the cameo yeah. on the touchline, kind of crouched. <laughs> Holding his head in his hands as to say, "Oh, this is not how I wanted it to go," yeah. and it's just, yeah, it's wonderful. Absolutely it's wonderful. sensational. So, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, if we can have a similar kind of, but uh, it, it won't be an upset if we go there and win because we're a very good side, and you know, we've we've gone there before and got results. So I, I'm I'm kind of with you there, Fraser. I'm going to go for a two 0 Um, I think we've got every chance of doing it. It's going to be tough. 
and it need it will need the eighteen hundred odd Oxford fans that are going uh, to the game on Saturday to to make plenty of noise, which we will. We always do there. It's always like you say, it's always a really good atmosphere there, um, and and it won't be any different. I don't think on Saturday. Um, and again, talking about atmospheres, we talked earlier about the Sheffield Wednesday game, where hopefully it will be a fantastic atmosphere. So, so what's your prediction? Prediction there? What Whoa. are we thinking for that one? Well, we're six points ahead of them, um, mm. so I'm going to go for another win. I'm going to go for mm. a, I'm going to go for a two nil win. Yeah, no, they've they've, they've conceded uh, they've conceded a lot against Sunderland um, and lost to lost to uh, to Shrewsbury as well recently. So yeah, what did you say? Two nil. Two nil. Yeah. Two nil. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go for a three one. We've kind of reversed our 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 guesses or our predictions from from the you've gone for a three one and a two and I've gone for a two nil and a three one. And then after that, the week after, we go to Gillingham. Um, and I saw a fantastic tweet. Obviously, Steve Evans has uh, has left there, and um, some a lady had tweeted to uh, to Gillingham saying, um, "I've been looking for a coat for my husband, and there's, they don't do his size in the club shop. Any chance of having Steve Evans one? Because I'm sure it will fit him." And I just, <laughs> it's kind of ah, oh, poor old Steve Evans. Yeah, I mean, but, not um, poor old Steve Evans, but no, you know. no. So uh, yeah, but. Um, yeah, I suppose that that kind of has brought us to to the end of. I don't think I've got anything else written down that we've not really um, we've not really covered. Um, unless there's anything you can think of, phrase. I don't think so. Uh, the Terrace have got some new swimming shorts out that look amazing. Oh, I saw, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they do look pretty with, good with, with Wang written on the front. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Fantastic. I don't care about childish. It will never not be funny. <laughs> no, it's yeah. it's possibly the greatest ever sponsorship ever. Yeah, um, yeah, brilliant. So uh, no, you're right. They they look they do look good, and it kind of makes you think of of the summer, which is no bad thing when the when it's sort of still cold and damp and you know miserable winter. The night the nights are drawing out. though sort of uh, it's getting lighter in the evenings, which is nice. So uh, that's that's always positive. Um, so yeah, so we'll we'll hopefully be back uh, in the very near future, um, and we'll we'll talk more about this. Hopefully by then we'll know more about the stadium and what's happening there um and, and sort of plans for the future um but until then um thanks again fraser um stay safe everyone look after each other um we'll see you at wickham uh take care see you soon bye, bye.